What's up, everyone? Welcome to the NG Ingwen Show. My name is John Drummond, or Yang Haolin. Hi, 大家好，欢迎回到 NG Ingwen. 我是 Stephanie. 今天来宾是一位艺人，阿卡贝拉歌手、音乐家、podcast 主持人，还有很多说不完的角色。接下来就让我们来欢迎 Steven. Today, I am joined by the multi-talented artist, entertainer, acapella singer. Musician, podcast host, radio host. Wait, guys, the list goes on and on. <laughs> Look at this beautiful human being right here. So, everyone, please welcome Stephen. Hi, guys. <laughs> I'm Stephen Rongzhonghao, and I'm very happy to see John. It's actually been many years since I've seen you in person. It has been. We we are.、Uh, I'm sure you you said you look at my posts. I look at your posts. We've been. Um, internet friends for how long? Like a long time now, but <laughs> we have. Yeah, we used to hang out more, and but we both got busy. So that's a good thing. A that good is thing. a good thing, right? That's hopefully meaning we're doing okay.、Mm-hmm. Yeah, and like, um, thank you for that long introduction. Like, I, I, I always really appreciate when people say that I'm multi talented. Um, because I don't, I don't think as a, well, I think some people do think they're talented themselves, which is fine. I think you need to give yourself credit when credit is due. For me, I feel like I only do all those things because I just like doing them. So, yeah, maybe I'm just like a. I just have a lot of hobbies, like a person <laughs> with a lot of hobbies. And then I don't. I oh, one thing about me is I don't really care if I do it well or not. Like if people、Ooh. think I suck, I'm just like, oh, I'm doing my best, and then I just do it anyways.、Um, So beautiful what you just said there, Stephen. Because that to me is the definition of like a growth mindset. You're doing stuff, and what, regardless of what level you're at, you know you're just gonna keep doing it, keep getting a little bit better, keep trying, and forget what anyone else says. That's beautiful.、Mm. So I, I think a big reason for that. I don't think it's like a conscious like thing that I've had. Um, that I developed. I think it's something that I was kind of born with because as a kid, I was shout out biology. <laughs> yeah, I was kind of fat,、um, just bigger, and then I think because of that, I was made fun of a lot. I don't know why. Like a lot of people just never believed in me.、Um, my mom and my brother did. Like they always gave me the support that, like, and the love and support that they could give me. But other people, like even other relatives, would say things like I was fat, I was ugly. Like they would say things like that about me, and so I don't know. I guess I, even as a child, I learned like you know, you what are you gonna do? Crawl up in a ball and just give up? So I, I'm not gonna do that. So might as well just just keep going. Wisdom, I love it. You're really embodying that now through everything you do.、Mm-hmm. Really, is how I feel. And you know, when I watch you singing, when I watch you talking about true crime in your podcast, you've got that energy of excitement, but also that. Something of you know, if you don't mind me sharing a little personal with us, is like we've been in those darker places,、mm-hmm. and so when you see someone that's been in a dark place but is like now trying to shine the light、mm-hmm. to other people in a dark place, it's very, very beautiful.、Mm-hmm. And so I feel you're you're putting your light out through your hobbies.、Mm-hmm. He's also just so humble.、My、hobbies, <laughs> they are my hobbies. Your hobbies, but it's just it's just you. Yeah, you're finding all the beautiful ways to shine your light in、mm-hmm. in so many ways. So thank you for that. Thank you.、Um, that's a big reason why I started my podcast. It's called Dark Forest and Hei Senling, and it's a true crime podcast that we do in Chinese. And even though my Chinese,、um, it's it's you know it's pretty good for someone who was born in the states. 
Um, but I do have an accent. So then we had a lot of comments in the beginning saying that our Chinese was terrible, that um, they didn't like the way that we spoke Chinese. Like we had a, like a lot of one stars or two stars in the beginning. But for me, like I wanted to do the show because I wanted to talk more about the other aspects of true crime. Because I feel like a lot of shows focus on the details and the gory like details of the story and kind of blaming the the culprit or the the person who committed the crime which they should be blamed for like they did something very terrible but we also like to explore like why they got to the point to of i see what you're saying here (laughs) so then that's why it's called dark force because even though our society or how we feel sometimes can feel very dark we can feel very isolated but even through the branches of the trees you can still see the light of day that can still shine through Some places are more dense than others, but there are places where you're able to see hope. So it's it's not a completely black and dark area. You you can still see shine like beacons of hope or rays of hope. So that's like why we called it dark forest. Wow, that's really powerful. And you know something right there. I was kind of thinking about speaking for my own self of kind of that victim mentality of like all these bad things are happening to me because of others. Mm -hmm. And at some point I had to recognize, Hey, I'm responsible for a lot of this too. I Mm -hmm. need to take accountability here. I need to be honest with maybe that dark force Mm -hmm. that's consuming me. And how can I learn about that? How can I bring that into the light? Mm -hmm. See that beautiful little beacon through the tree branches Mm -hmm. and, and start to heal. And so, wow, cool name. Thank you. I, and I, I love like that. I've been doing it for three years and I'm very adamant about doing once a week. I haven't taken a break. Um, that's the show as well. Yeah. One week for about four yeah. years now. Yeah. <laughs> and then, and then my show is like each episode is at least two hours. So that's about like six hours of research plus 10 hours or so of editing. And you just came here from that. Correct? Yes. Exactly. <laughs> and the thing is though, it keeps, what keeps me going the most, cause we don't make any profits. Like it's most, it's a free show. So anyone can listen to it. But the reason why I love doing it so much is I get so much feedback from listeners all over the world. And then because of how much we empathize with not only the victims, but also the the criminals the or culprit, the culprits, like they like our listeners, they, they start to tell us like, oh, they feel seen or they feel heard. They feel like we don't judge them. So they tell us a lot of their mental issues or even like, you know, what they've gone through as a child or what they're going through now. And I think that trust that we've built with our listeners is what keeps me going. I feel like that's my main goal as an artist is I want to have those connections and having that direct feedback and having people write you like essay long, like letters and and emails, like it makes you take a step back and and be like, okay, I I need to really nourish this thing because it it really is helping people. It's it's really cool. And yeah, congratulations on Thank that. You. And I love the really the heart driving you right there. 来宾提到John一开始介绍他的时候,将他形容成一位多才多艺的人,那其实来宾认为自己只是有很多兴趣,而且就是因为单纯喜欢,所以才去做而已。那很特别的一点是,他也不在乎自己到底做的好不好,那
，而且除了他的母亲跟哥哥之外，大家都不相信他。那就连他的亲戚都说他很胖很丑，也因此他很小的时候就知道他不可能缩成一团，然后就这样放弃，所以他才建立了坚强的意志力。但来宾表示，他创立的《暗黑森林》Podcast 主要是要用中文探讨真实犯罪案件。虽然以一位在美国出生人来说，他的中文算是蛮好的，但因为有口音的关系，所以一开始都会被批评说他的中文很烂，甚至有蛮多人给一颗星或两颗星的评价。但对来宾而言，他只是想要探讨真实犯罪案件的另一个面向。他认为现在很多节目都着重在犯罪的血腥细节 （gory details） 或是怪罪罪犯 （culprit）。那来宾认为怪罪他们没有错，毕竟他们是犯了不可饶恕的罪，但更想要去思考到底是为什么导致他们罪犯这样做。那他们取名为 Dark Forest（ 暗黑森林），就是因为虽然我们有时候会觉得可能人生有点黑暗跟孤独，但在森林当中总是会有一些树枝会透出一丝光，也就是希望。那来宾也说，这个节目已经做了三年，而且他一直坚持一周一更。那其实他一集都至少两个小时以上，而且他光是要研究就要花六个小时。然后剪辑要花差不多十个小时。那来宾表示，这个节目完全没有盈利。那他会做的原因，是因为他觉得世界各地的人都会给他们很多回馈，尤其他们对受害者跟罪犯都秉持着同理心，所以很多人都觉得他们不会批判，也因此比较愿意分享他们正在经历的一些心理疾病。我们继续来听接下来的专访吧。It makes me want to think too a little bit about your incredible acapella group.、Oh. It, it, the name of your acapella group is like something with like aca, but、yeah. like awkward and aquapella, like awkward and aquapella. I would thought so. Okay, aquapella.、Yeah. Okay, everyone, please Google aquapella and check out the incredible work they're doing. But can you take us through a little bit about you know acapella group?、Mm -hmm. What are you guys doing? I mean, you've just been performing.、Mm -hmm. Someone who has been on our NG England show, Stephanie,、mm, is Stephanie. Yeah, Stephanie is in your group, and I just love seeing you guys. Both of you are special, special humans. So I imagine the rest of the group is as well.、Um, so yeah, can you share about that? The group was originally created by Lara Liang Xingyi, and then、um, she she was the one who had the idea, and so she carried the show. Oh, they carried the group for about three years. So I joined about like the the first six after the first six months, and then、uh, she started getting busy because that was created during the pandemic. So there was a bunch of artists, and everyone was like, "Well, we have a lot of time. What, let's just like <laughs> sing acapella songs together." But then once the borders started opening up, a lot of them got busy. They went off doing great projects. So、um, me being in Taiwan, I felt like this group shouldn't just end there. So I kind of took it under my wing. And so now we have a group of us who are continuing. Most of them are new members. There's a total of five of us. And so what we want to do is we just want to. Well, we just like singing. That's like the first thing that we want to do. And then after I started taking the group, like I really want to focus on different charity groups,、um, just because I feel like we're not making money anyway. So let's might as well just lend our voices to people who might want to hear it. So、uh, ever since I took it under my wing last year, we've. Done like an event with dog shelter.、Uh, we've done an event with、um, children who've、uh, youth who've been in jail. I don't.、Uh, oh, I don't. Yeah. yeah. yeah.、Uh, juvenile, juvenile detention of sorts.、Maybe. Yes. Yes. So after they are finished their time, like they they need to come back and feel like they're still part of、yeah. the society, right? But I feel like sometimes people like that are forgotten, or they're judged, or they feel very like distant from everyone else. So there's、um, like a cafe. 
that allows them to work there with no judgment. So then we went there and we like sang, taught them how to sing a song and we sang it all together and like tried not to cry because I was, I get really emotional. Yeah, it's beautiful. I'm, I'm tearing up over yeah. here. <laughs> and just this past, um, just this past, uh, month and, oh, well, in April we had a, a event, a concert. And so we, um, I didn't really ask the group. But later they said they were okay with it. But I said that a bit of our proceeds were going to go to an, um, a center for uh, people who have cerebral palsy. So then, like, after we, we did that, like, we actually got a lot of people in the audience to chip in. And then we were able to give them, like, a pretty good sum that they told me that really helped them a lot. And so just just performing for that audience, like... I just feel like once you are very sure about what you want to do in life, like as a performer, it's really easy to, f to find people to connect with you, even if they're in the audience. You don't get to talk to them one by one, but it's like a general feeling. Like everyone feels that positivity and that goal of wanting to help more people. And, and so we were able to raise like a, an amount that I, it, I don't know. When I found out how much we made, I cried again. <laughs> like it was just because I was just like, wow. Like I didn't realize that, you know, it's just singing songs could make people feel strong enough to want to help. And then we were able to really, really financially like help that group. Not a lot, but just like they said, they were able to buy the like, equipment that was broken. And yeah, wow, it was great. Yeah, it, it's really beautiful, and it just seems to be that thread that you keep so masterfully pulling through your life of like you want to use your performant talent your your voice your energy your incredible look to oh, well, thank you. <laughs> to give and to really inspire people to take action you know like you said to, to raise a certain amount of money that actually really does help mm -hmm. and that is so forgotten sometimes mm -hmm. i think of like how powerful the arts mm -hmm. is mm -hmm. and we're trying to get rid of the arts around the world i don't get it i don't get it either are you talking about ai <laughs> <laughs> i mean i didn't know we were gonna go there but yeah I'm just i'm a little angry at ai right yeah, now but... yeah you know I, I work in a tech company so I, I i have mixed feelings about tech but i grew up in an arts family mm -hmm. and so arts is i hope that there's a way a symbiotic way that Art and technology can work together, but yeah, the, uh, definitely there needs to be a balance. I can't, it, it can't be like totally gone, but I just, I feel like in the direction we're going, it could totally obl obliterate a lot of yeah. opportunities for great artists. So that's the only thing I have. Yeah. Yeah. With, with like AI created art. Yeah. Songs yeah, yeah, and stuff. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Well, I think, you know, what you're doing is just proof that that will continue working. And I think potentially even with the rise of technology, people will need that more. Mm -hmm. So that's kind of my take on that. It's like, we're going to need you more. You're going to keep shining your light even brighter now. And, you know, <laughs> I wish we had more time on this show because you're also doing a radio show mm -hmm. and you're an incredible actor doing, I think, a, a new TV series yes. coming out. Mm -hmm. Wow. Can you share a little bit about that? Uh, so the drama I'm doing is, uh, it's one on Da Ai, mm -hmm. on the Da Ai channel. Da Ai, yeah. And so it's called Soul Shunzo. So this drama in particular, I feel like it's going to be like a very, very, like, like a big feature. It's going to be something that a lot of people are, are going to be interested in watching. Mm -hmm. um, it's a little bit different from their old form, like the formula they've been using for a while. Um, it is a true, based on a true story, but it's about 20 some episodes long, oh, which wow, is longer cool. than most yeah. dot dramas. 
And then it has like 60 or 70 actors in it. Wow. So like I'm part of like a huge like cast of really, really talented uh, actors. And then so the scenes that I was in is uh, I play a character where I'm a little bit not able to be so I'm like, what was it called? Not I probably antisocial. Mm. I think someone who's antisocial mm. and someone who is doesn't really know how to fit in with the rest of society. So I'm kind of hiding away, but I'm living in an apartment with three other people who uh, used to be homeless. So like we're in this apartment that is kind of like a, a shared apartment space. So for this particular role, like getting into the character, it took it took a long time for me to convince myself that I could do it well. Because oh, when you yeah. when you're performing as someone who has some kind of mental disorder or mental condition, like I don't want to cartoon cartoonize it. I want it to be like like realistic, but also not in a way that's making fun of them or or doing it in a way that's offensive. So like, oh, it took me like three months to tell myself that I could do it. And so when I finally started doing it, like I started kind of, it was hard for me to get out of that role. Like oh, I kind of yeah, that, that the reverse side of that, right? Yeah. yeah. It took me like three, four months <clears throat> to get out of that role. So that will um, release at the end of June, I believe either June 26th or 27th. Yeah. Congratulations. That Thank sounds you. like a really challenging role for you, yeah. but a really beautiful role for everyone to get to experience and so nicely summed up again pulling the thread of your energy that you're just putting back into the world. 所以当国门开放后，大家都各自飞去忙自己的事业。但因为来宾主要还是在台湾为主，所以就决定接手了。那他接手后，希望可以跟更多的公益团体合作，像从去年开始，他们就和不同的组织合作。他们办完了一场演
uh, like oblivion. I don't know where it, it went. <laughs> Did like ITCR. <laughs> yeah, probably. But the thing is, like, I think everything happens for a reason. So then I ended up going to one that you have to speak solely in Chinese. Like, you can't even speak um, more than three words of English before they tell you you have to translate it right away. Otherwise, their uh, audience members might feel like they don't know what you're talking about, which I understand. So, um, I, I kind of purposely did that as well because I feel like I need to force myself to speak Chinese and then to be more comfortable, you know, like having conversations with myself. So now I feel like it's kind of gone the other way. I feel like my English is kind of going downhill. Like it's, it's, it's like you, your brain isn't in that mode. So it takes like a day or two for you to like snap back into English speaking mode. So, yeah. but yeah, it's a, it's a nice, I, I think. I think what I do is like everything I do, I have to know the reason why I'm doing it and what I'm going to learn and how I'm going to grow after doing that job, even if it's a simple job. That's really great advice right there. And so are you applying that in your language journey as well in the sense of, you know, do you have to almost study your, what you're going to talk about or are you at a comfortable level now? Um, at the radio show, I'm, it's quite comfortable, but for my podcast, like it's a lot of technical terms, yeah, a lot of vocabulary that you're not used to probably, right? Yeah. So that I have to really, that's why it takes me a long time to do research because I actually do all my notes in English and then the words I don't know, I translate to Chinese. So as I'm telling the stories in Chinese, I'm like translating on the go. Really? Yeah. So, so like, you just have it like, and you're doing that. Wow. Yeah. So I'm pretty Impressive. good at translating now, but it's not like formal like you know if you're someone who actually studied translating like i'm someone who just does it by like my experience so it's not like great but at the same time i i'm pretty good at just being able to like that free flow translation yeah. <laughs> that's a talent really that's seriously because your brain is working almost double time right there mm -hmm, mm -hmm. so really really cool and and you're singing beautifully in english and in chinese thank so, you john so cool i've <laughs> <laughs> just got compliments over here but i would love if we could share a little bit too about, you know, transitioning back to Taiwan as we love this place so much. Yes, but we do. at 21, mm -hmm. that can be challenging, right? With your Mandarin, maybe not at the level as being local. Mm -hmm. Do you remember any stories from that over your uh, journey? I, I think it's definitely stories about communication. Um, I feel like in the Western uh, world, we're usually more comfortable communicating our feelings and kind of seeing everything from our personal viewpoint. But as and being direct, and being direct. <laughs> but I think in a, a in an environment like Taiwan, people tend to try to say things that aren't hurtful. So then sometimes that translates to not being direct. So then when someone who's direct is added to a environment where everyone is not as direct, like you can seem very abrasive, or you can seem very rude, or you know selfish. So I think it took me many years for me to find a way where I didn't feel like I was um, offending people left and right. But at the same time, I was able to communicate in a different way that's more effective. So I think it's just a good like, you know, like if you're from a different culture, it's not your fault. Like that's just who you are and where you're from. Mm -hmm. And people around you might feel uncomfortable at first. But I think there's a lot that you can learn from them as they can learn from you. Ooh. So I think that's where I'm at. I'm, I'm, I really, I'm, I used to have years where I was like, why, are, why are people like this? Why are people like that? But I had a conversation with, with myself. I was like, Hey, Steven, you're in Taiwan. You cannot expect people to change for you. You can only alter yourself, not change yourself completely, 
but adapt yourself so that you can still hold on to who you really are, but just find a way where people aren't misunderstanding you. And then you're not making people unhappy because that wasn't your goal to begin with. Mm. So that's, that's like where I'm at. Like I'm, I'm at a good balance now. Yeah. Guys, do you see the wisdom? Do you see this? Do you feel it? I hope you do. <laughs> Thank you, Beautiful. 来宾出生于美国，直到二十一岁才来到台湾。那来宾目前有个电台节目，而且是用中文主持。很多人问他说：“为什么不去 ICRT？” 那他说：“他其实之前有写过 email， 但都没有得到回复。那后来他遇到管理 email 的人时，他还开玩笑说，他可能寄到被遗忘的地方 ，oblivion。那来宾也因此接下了全中文的主持。”他当时还故意选择要用全中文主持的方式，一方面是为了让他的中文进步之外，也要训练自己能够更舒适的自我对话。但来宾认为，现在反而是他的英文在走下坡 ，going downhill。他觉得会需要一到两天的时间才能切换回英文的对话模式。但来宾说，他现在做 podcast 的笔记都是用英文，然后比较不熟的词会先翻译成中文。但他在讲述故事的时候，他其实是在及时翻译。虽然跟专业翻译的无法比，但至少可以表达的蛮清楚的哦。那这个是一个很难得的技能，毕竟思考的速度是两倍。那来宾提到他刚回台湾的感受，就是西方文化都比较善于表达感受，而且说话也比较直接。但在台湾，大家说话会尽量不要伤到对方，所以换句话说就是比较委婉。但把一个说话直接的人放在委婉的环境中，就会显得比较不友好 （abrasive）、无理 （rude） 跟自私 （selfish）。来宾说，他花了一点时间才找到不得罪 （offend） 身边人的说话方式。那他以前曾经觉得说，为什么大家会这样？直到他有一天跟自己对话的时候，才领悟到，他现在是在台湾，他不能要求别人为他而改变，他只能适应 （adapt） 自己，并且同时保有自我。只要找到不会让人误解 （misunderstand） 的方式，并且不会令别人不开心就好，因为这本来就不是他的本意。所以现在的他找到平衡了。Stephen, it's a pleasure to have you on the NG English Show. A question I love to end with、mm-hmm. is: if you could go back, though, and、mm-hmm. maybe talk to a younger Stephen,、mm-hmm. maybe in the U.S.,、mm-hmm. would there be any advice you give yourself about entertaining, singing, the arts, your beautiful heart, anything? I would just say, just do what I did, because <laughs> <laughs> don't.、Stop. I feel like anything. Even the bad things, I feel like those were all lessons. So I don't think I would want to take those lessons away from him either. Yeah, beautiful. Yeah, the journey you've been on has been very important for、mm-hmm. you, and you're you're really doing so much now. Great to see you in person. Thank you. 来宾会给年轻自己的建议就是做他之前做的事情吧，因为他认为无论是他遇过的好事或是坏事，都是很重要的课题。那我们就谢谢今天的来宾 Stephen。Where can people follow along with your incredible life? Maybe listen to some music. Maybe follow along with your dramas. I would love if you guys listen to my podcast and、mm. Hasten Ling. And if you just want to follow my newest updates, just go to my Instagram and look for the wrong one. T h e r o n g o n e. <laughs> oh, that's a beautiful pun right there. <laughs> Everyone listening, the wrong R O N G,、mm-hmm. but spelled like. Buhada, <laughs> wrong. Yeah, yeah. yeah, the wrong <laughs> so one. So cute, the wrong one. There we go. All right. Well, thank you, Stephen. We love you, and we'll talk to you next time. Thank you, John. Bye, guys. All right, everyone. Well, thank you so much for joining us on the NG England Show. Please go follow along with the incredibly talented Stephen Rong wherever you can find him on social media and his podcast or radio station or drama. See, there's too many places. <laughs> or myself, John Drummond, eight nine, or Yang Haowen. All right, everyone. We'll talk to you next time. Much love. Peace. Bye.
All right. Well, that is our NG Ingwen show for today. We hope everyone enjoyed listening to that. You can connect with us on Facebook, Instagram, YouTube, and now Spotify. You can search NG Ingwen, or you can search on IG NG English I C R T. And don't forget to tune in every Wednesday morning from six thirty to seven, and Wednesday night from nine to nine thirty. We'll catch you on the next episode. Bye bye.